Well, good morning, everyone. My name's Brian, and today is Monday, July 3rd, 2023, and this is episode 450 of the Lots Project podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control, and it's a Monday morning. Coffee with Brian. How we doing? How we doing? See Pip in the comments early saying, why not? It's Monday. Yeah, I hear you, man. It is definitely Monday. Uh, Backwoods Butcher, how we doing, Kyle? How's it going this morning? Hope your uh, into pre-independence weekend was good. And uh, Joe, how we doing? Joseph Blakely of Blakely Acres hanging out. Uh, if you didn't catch the boys on um, on the Meet the Critters on Friday night, they had a good one there. They had fun uh, bullshitting about uh, butcher, butcher things, you know, butcher things. And basically showing how not sane those people are for sure. Anyway, today, uh, what do we got on tap for today? Hey, good morning, Renegade Butcher. There you are. I uh, you, you snuck in right there next to my logo, and I didn't notice the difference because mine in my chat comes up with everywhere I send it. Boom, 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 boom. And then there was... Um... Oh, yeah, glass eyes. We talked about they, they talked about glass eyes, too. Morning, Josh. How we doing? Um, today we're talking the weekend and um, and kind of how it went since I've talked to you last. Starts uh, starts Friday. Took off from the show. Had a decent day. Um, kind of had a lot to do and a little hiccup. Did some laundry and um, yeah, the rest of the weekend. Let's see. We we dove more into the the baby heads and the bar across the street. We actually ended up visiting the little red shed, which is the bar that, um, that is the main source of the controversy with the neighbors and the baby heads. Uh, so we'll talk about that and, uh, started in on the wheel bearings and I'll give you a little update, see what happened there. So should be a good morning for sure. Happy, kind of happy with, the progress. Um, we have less than a week till we leave on our trip and we have a bunch of stuff we need to get done. Um, maintenance and cleaning and, 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 and all of that stuff. So super busy, super busy for sure. <laughs> Pivotize says, Hey, barkeep, can we get a table full of fuck the neighbors? It wasn't a table full, uh, but there were rounds for the bar ordered of that particular drink. So Pip, you were not that far off. You were definitely not that far off. And I was actually impressed, pretty impressed by the bar. It's uh, it's interesting. It's interesting for sure. And I, I'm supposing we will uh, likely be back there. The food was decent. They had more than uh, just the fried food menu that I thought they had. They actually have a grill. They have uh, the fryer. And they also have, um, they also offer all the fried goods done grilled. So if you want uh, chicken tenders, you don't want those fried chicken tenders, you can get them grilled. So, I mean, any place that offers that as an option, eh, better than uh, better than the alternative. You know, he's he's breading them and throwing them on the grill if you can get them grilled. Or breading them and throwing them in the fryer if you can get him to just uh, grill them. Because otherwise, they'd come out of the frozen bag into the fryer. So... Yeah, it was uh, it was a good choice, I think, to go over there and to learn the crazy about uh, across the street. Holy shit, guys. I don't even know. I don't even know if I'll be able to express the amount of uh, cuckoo that uh, that we learned about. So <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. Anyway, let's uh, let's get rolling on the perfect cup question of the day and uh, get that history segment out of the way. And we'll get back to uh, what's going on this weekend and the. Uh, the the loony bins that i got uh, that i got running around near me so anyway let's get to that perfect cup question of the day oh wait wait sorry changed coffees changed coffees not going with ethiopian this week uh ran out of that towards the end of the week and in the cup today we got the the fto blonde espresso drinking my blonde drinking um drinking my blonde pip and i says it's hard to explain crazy Oh, dude, uh, if I had, if I could get the bar owner to send me the pictures, 
it isn't too hard to explain in, in pictures. All right, let's get to that perfect cup because, man, this one is pretty close to being perfect. All right, everyone, it's time again for the 111th edition of the Perfect Cup, a daily pot, <laughs> the Perfect Cup, a daily question in my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram channel at t.me slash lots feed. That's t.me slash l o t s f e e d. I post a question around social media every Sunday through Thursday. Check out the question, reply with an answer. The best place to do it is the Lots Lots feed, that Lots project channel over on Telegram, because I do get direct messages every time someone comments. Other than that, I would say Noster and then down the list, um, Noster, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, MeWe, uh, Instagram is where they're going. Uh, there was a comment on Noster, and as I said that uh, right now, I forgot to sweep over there this morning and grab those comments. I apologize. I might be able to do it during while I'm doing the answers, but, um, oh, Kyle, <laughs> sorry, guys got distracted. We got toffee, coffee talk going on in the comments, but anyway, that perfect cup question of the day today for Monday, July 3rd is what do you collect? What do you collect? And so Corey, uh, a couple weeks ago, busted my balls pretty hard that I was not answering. Um, I was not answering the perfect cup question. I was only giving the audience's answers. And so she made me start answering all the questions first. Well, my question, what do I collect? Uh, that, that answer is loaded, a loaded question for sure. Right now, currently, I would say that I collect um, rocks. Rocks is um, rocks is my main answer at the moment. Uh, I also would say that um, in there I collect stickers. Uh, you can see here if you're watching the video, uh, my water bottle is completely just overrun with stickers. And anytime I get them, they, they just kind of get added on. Same with the top of my laptop and several other things. So stickers, I would have to say I collect, even though it's more of a I like them and I stick them on shit and then they're there. The rocks we are picking up uh, across the country as we travel, and uh, we used to do it at home. We used to collect them off our property. Uh, I used to collect a lot of things. I am definitely a collector everywhere from when I was a kid, starting with baseball cards, to t-shirts, to hats, to um, patches, to, oh man, the list goes on and on. Um, I had to liquidate quite a bit over the years after... As uh, as I moved along, as I moved apartments, as, as different phases in my life, I would liquidate different collections and start new ones. Uh, when we moved into the camper to be a minimalist, I definitely got rid of a lot of things, a lot of quote unquote collections and have really dialed it back to just a very limited space, a little tin of rocks that I pick up from different places we, we stop, whether they be cool or just uh, a memory. So. Um, Pip and I says home freezers are required to have stickers. Yes. And I think that's where my sticker obsession started was actually a, uh, a little college fridge in the garage, uh, way back when I was married the first time when I needed to spend time in the garage to not be around being married the first time. Um, I started ordering stickers and collecting stickers for that uh, fridge. So I think that's where my sticker obsession started. It's an easy thing. And it's always been just uh, anytime I find them, I find someplace to stick it. And it's not like I put them in a, a envelope and hoard them away. Anyway, so I would say uh, rocks and stickers and patches, I guess still I do still collect patches, but not actively. If I get them, I get them. If I uh, if I don't, I don't. So uh, let's see what else was on the list uh, over on Noster. I was able to pull it up right now as we were looking or when I was answering uh, Luke over on um, on Noster said, unfortunately, he collects too much stuff. And he would say books, magazines, DVDs, paintball gear, watches, patches, etc. But thankfully, eBay is helping him out with that problem. And definitely, I understand that fact of liquidating collections, as I uh, as I mentioned earlier. 
I've done it. I've done it many times over and over and over. Uh, let's see who commented over there in Telegram. Kyle, the Backwoods Butcher, said he collects shell casings from all the slaughters he's done since he started his own shop. They have the date and what kind of animal it was on them. Cool, cool. Uh, Canadian Farmstead says he collects sats. Perfect, perfect. Uh, calories and old computer parts that he's never going to use but have just in case. Oh, that's just like the cord drawer, man. It's just like the cord drawer. I don't know if it counts as a uh, as a collection more than a requirement. Uh, Blueberry Texas weighed in and said um, knowledge. He's collecting knowledge and gray hairs. Very admirable. Very admirable. I definitely have collected a few of those grays in the in the old chin. Uh, Joseph Blakely says he collects animals, and his wife said that he collects sarcastic comments. Or maybe she collects the sarcastic comments as they come from him. I would say that's probably more the other way around. Uh, Golden Crickets weighed in with... Uh, she she collects rocks to denote milestones in her life. Not fancy rocks, just whatever is around during something exciting or significant decision being made. And I get that. I get that. We've really gone that way uh, with our travels. It's a nice, small, easy way to... Um, to memorialize something it only has to be the size of a pebble and it it's unique enough to signify something and if you can connect that memory it's always there uh she says she also uh whenever her husband and her take a trip they buy a moose which sometimes gets quite challenging depending on where you go i can imagine trying to find a moose in like hawaii or someplace like that might be a little difficult but uh, interesting interesting Oh, Joseph, Joseph Blakely uh, weighs in and rebuts with that she she does collect them from him, but she has plenty of her own. So I, it sounds like they have a, a collection between each other. Uh, Micah says he collects ideas, uh, boo-boos and plants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, Pip says um, I have a wide collection of a few things. He says hand tools junkyard car parts pictures and video of current times for reference and future times that will never come for reviewing such a past the classics yes yes pip i hear you i hear you um mona weighed in and said she collects plants and hobbies i guess when you uh when you can't collect things as i do i may start collecting hobbies or i think that just adds more stuff I don't want more stuff. I want less stuff. And that brings us to Corey, my beautiful wife. I told her if I had to answer the question, and she's going to hold me to that, that, hey, it's my show. I can hold her to answering the question, too. She said she didn't have an answer for today, and I made her I made her come up with one. And uh, so she settled on. She's collecting dogs. She says she's got she she almost has more dogs than underwear, and that made me wonder um, where she's keeping the extra dogs. <laughs> um, but then she also says she's collecting memories, but that's not a very good collection because her memory isn't that good. This is my wife. This is my wife. I think opposites attract, and I have a memory um, that she hates because I remember quite a few things that I probably shouldn't or or. Uh, or she wishes I didn't, and she definitely may may toss a few things out when they don't fit. So anyway, let's get over to the comments and see if anybody else dropped anything more over here. Um, mm -mm. Uh, Kyle says, Backwoods Butcher, no Folgers today. Easy open blend called Black Stag. Ooh, ooh. Uh, Pippin I says he has a few, have more than a few morale patches across the roof of his truck. Yeah, I have mine in uh, in the room. I, I put up the sticky Velcro and they're just kind of lining the borders of the room. Get that for sure. Uh, Renegade Butcher says, what do I collect? Scars, sunburns, bones, recipes, sometimes dust. <laughs> Uh, Pippin says he has paintball gear somewhere, <laughs> hasn't played in decades. 
He also has a Commodore 64 that he hasn't played in decades. <laughs> um, Pippinize also says he has a rock uh, on his home desk that he picked up after crashing a motorcycle on Deals Gap, Tennessee. Now, that's an interesting thing. I mean, I suppose when you crash a motorcycle, you hit the dirt, you hit the rocks. So it would be a fitting uh, fitting memento of that occasion. But, man, I'm glad you're okay after dumping the bike. That uh, can always go sideways real quick. Anyway, this has been another uh, episode of the Lots or uh, the Perfect Cup podcast. I appreciate you listening. If you want to participate, if you want your answer thrown in the mix, you can find it at t.me slash lots feed every day. Mid-morning should be there. Otherwise, take your chances at seeing it on Facebook, LinkedIn, MeWe, Twitter, Instagram, or Noster. If you follow on Noster, you're more than likely to see it. And if you comment, I'm more than likely to get it because the, the notifications are strong with that one. On others, you're taking your chances. So I appreciate you listening. And now back to the main show. <laughs> Renegade Butcher says, uh, Pip, Pip collected the rock because it was embedded in him. He got back to Florida and said, hey, man, maybe I should keep this one. Oh man, this uh might have to go with the uh, second cup, second pot this morning. I don't know. Corey, uh Corey and I were discussing this weekend that um I think I'm might be down to one French press a day. I had a second one last week at one point, and I didn't really like the way it made me feel. And I don't know if it happened to be the blend I was drinking, um or what, but I might be down to one. I might be down to one, but this one tastes awfully good and it is Monday morning. So I might have to push that theory a couple times and really just be miserable um, and over overly caffeinated. I shouldn't say miserable. I'm never miserable when I'm over caffeinated. I just feel like <sighs> it's uh, not worth the juice isn't worth the squeeze of making it and um, then being a little jittery, but. One is perfect, man. If one 32-ounce French press can set me for the day, why not? Why not? Anyway, let's get to that history segment that uh, our man Pip over at DuctionCups.com sets up for me every day. I really, really, really appreciate it. And this one came flying in yesterday. And uh, coming up on uh, July 4th week, Independence Week. Is everybody working? Is everybody off? Uh, I think most people in this crowd do their own thing, so you work all the time. But... Um, who gets all the week off? I think the Tuesday holiday is one of those ones where, man, the schedules get screwy for a couple weeks because you get so many vacation days when you have that day off in the middle. So I don't know who's around. Who's around? Maybe we'll get some uh, some unusual listeners or uh, or that with people being off this week. But lots of history coming up. July 3rd, 2023. Wake up, humans. Monday is here and it's what's <laughs> and it wants an inspection. <laughs> Today is July 3rd and it's the 184th day of the year. 181 remain until the end of the year. Guys, we're on the downhill. We are on the downhill. We're over the halfway point. Anyway, here's lots of history segment because the rubber ducks told me to. It's holding my 10 millimeter sockets hostage. What happened today, but not today? <laughs> this day, July 3rd, 1775, in the American Revolutionary War, George Washington takes command of the Continental Army at Cambridge, Massachusetts. Pip's notes. You know that painting where old Georgie boy is leg up on the boat that crossing that river before the attack on the Hessians? If I understand it correctly, that's completely BS. Washington had fallen off a boat and didn't stand like that after. And the boat that was used in the painting was a hella lot bigger, with Washington firmly sitting somewhere other than the bow. Rumor has it. Weird, weird. Uh, historic painting in the United States would not be ac factually accurate. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, this day, July 3rd, 1819, the Bank for Savings in the City of New York, Savings Bank of the United States opens. 
one of the earliest banks in the United States and the first savings bank in New York City, founded in 1816. It was the first ever it was first advertised as a bank for the poor. It was merged with the Buffalo Savings Bank in 1982. It failed in 1991 and is no longer in existence. Pips notes, I think I'll stack more sats after reading to make old coiners club by next year best of luck sir best of luck stack them sats they keep stacking and um as long as you don't send any out they uh they only should increase in value only should increase this day july 3rd 1886 the new york tribune becomes the first newspaper to use the lino linotype machine eliminating typeset by hand i bet that was way more efficient this day, July 3rd, 1938, world speed record, which reaches a speed of 125.88 miles per hour, which is 202.58 kilometers per hour. Pips notes, they were chugging. <laughs> Attempted humor. <laughs> I get it, Pip. I like it. I like it. I don't know if anybody else does. And this day, July 3rd, 1973, David Bowie retires his stage persona, Ziggy Stardust, with the surprise announcement that is the last show we'll ever do on the last day of the Ziggy Stardust tour. Pips notes, who? I mean, I know who David Bowie is, but Ziggy? I've heard of Ziggy Marley. I assume that doesn't count. Dude, you got to pick up some Ziggy Stardust and uh, check that out. You got to listen to a little more David Bowie. Let's see uh, who was born today. Happy birthday, July 3rd, 1844. Dankmar Elder, German-born American architect and engineer. A German-born American architect and civil engineer. He's best known for his 15-year partnership with Louis Sullivan, during which they designed influential skyscrapers that boldly addressed their steel skeleton through their exterior design. The Wainwright Building in St. Louis, Missouri, the Chicago Stock Exchange Building, and the Guarnati Building in Buffalo, New York. Huh. I've seen that one. I didn't know that was the name of it. <laughs> Pip's Notes. Go build stuff. The inner kid with Legos wants to build a town. Yes. Legos. Legos for the win. This day, uh, July 3rd, 1896, Doris Lloyd, English actress. She is, best per, she is perhaps best known for her roles in The Time Machine and The Sound of Music. Lloyd appeared in more than 150 films in a 42-year career between 1925 and 1967, including the 1933 low-budget monogram <laughs> picture version of Oliver Twist, in which she played Nancy. Irving Pichel starred as Fagan and Dickie Moore as Oliver Pips notes. Once I saw the meme of a woman spinning on top of a large grass hill with two Uzis and I can't get that out of my head. Yeah, that wasn't her in the movie, Pip, but I hear you when I hear sound of music, that picture just pops right in for sure. Uh, this day in 1943, Kurt Wood Smith, American actor and American television and film actor. He is known for playing Clarence Bodrick in RoboCop. Robert Griggs in Rambo 3 and Red Foreman in that 70s show and that 90s show as well for his many appearances in science fiction films and television programs. Red on the 70s show is fantastic. Uh, Pip's notes, God, I miss OG movies like RoboCop, Coke and hookers running around, private companies paying for criminals to criminal, and land values go down, a cyborg shooting a dude in his junk, and the late 80s classics, you know. RoboCop, we watched, Corey and I watched that uh, maybe like six months ago. I think it was before we left on our trip, we watched RoboCop. She might have been inebriated. Uh, but we did. I watched that classic on Amazon recently. I'll have to look up when I did because it's in our view history, I'm sure. Anyway, Pip's note, Pip's side notes. I haven't seen that 90s show. Any thoughts? Hmm. Redheads. Uh, Laura Pivon. Oh, Jesus, Pip. Have you watched Orange is the New Black? That gave me a whole new view on uh, on Laura Pipon. Pipon. <laughs> Renegade Butcher says, dumbass. Yeah. Oh, man. Red is fantastic. Uh, this day, July 3rd, 1949, Johnny Wilder Jr., American singer, 
the co-founder and co-lead vocalist of R&B funk group uh, Heatwave, who was popular during the 1970s with hits such as Boogie Nights, Mind Blowing Decisions, Always and Forever, and The Groove Line. Pips notes, this Florida dude scrolls through a lot of wiki lately. This little spot the little this little spot on the dude's wiki page had me sit and think for a few quote unquote from wiki on february 24th 1979 a van broadsided wilder's car paralyzing him from the neck down and hospitalizing for a year the wiki page continues about another record album and a solo gospel career one year paralyzed eek the thoughts that could dwell through the brain yes for sure Let's see who kicked off today. Who died this day, July 3rd, 1937. Jacob Schick, American-Canadian captain and businessman, invented the French, or invented the French, <laughs> invented the electric razor. I don't know where French came from. Uh, an American military officer, inventor, and entrepreneur who patented, patented an, an, early, an early electric razor and started the Schick Dry Shaver Incorporated Razor Company. Pips notes, call it a hunch, but most of the show's male audience probably has a beard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This day, 1971, who died? <laughs> July 3rd, 1971, Jim Morrison. Oh, American singer-songwriter. American singer-songwriter and poet who was the lead vocalist of the rock band The Doors. Due to his wild personality, poetic lyrics, distinctive voice, unpredictable and erratic performances, and dramatic circumstances surrounding his life and early death, Morrison is regarded by music critics and fans as one of the most influential frontmen in rock history. Since his death, Morrison's fame has endured, uh, endured as one of the popular, popular culture's pop, rebellious, and oft-displayed icons, representing the generation gap and youth counterculture. Pips notes, I started today's history segment on Saturday and had the warehouse blasting such audio tracks. Not gonna, not gonna, not going to blame you for blasting the doors in an empty warehouse, man. That sound probably sound pretty good. Uh, this day, July 3rd, 2001, Johnny Russell, American singer, songwriter, and guitarist, and American country music singer, songwriter, and comedian, best known for his song Act Naturally which was made famous by Buck Owens, who recorded it in 1963, and the Beatles in 1965. His songs have been recorded by Burl Ives, Jim Reeves, Jerry Garcia, Dolly Parton, Emu Lou Harris, and Loretta Lynn, and Linda Ronstadt. Pips notes, if Edison puts his name on your idea, but the Beatles cover your song, I guess it is, I guess it's in the paperwork. Yes, sir. And one more notable death today, July 3rd, 2015, Wayne Townsend, American farmer and politician. An American politician from the U.S. state of Indiana, a Democrat. He was his party's gubernatorial nominee in 1984. Townsend was defeated by the incumbent Republican Governor Robert D. Orr. Pips notes, never did look into what the dude farmed. Uh, here we go. Raised on a farm, Townsend started his own operation in 1951. And after earning a Purdue agricultural degree, what began as a 225-acre venture is now a 2,500-acre farm with a 24,000-sow farrow-to-finish operation that ships 1,000 hogs a week. Kyle, that's where you're going to end up. 1,000 hogs shipped a week. Holidays today, July 3rd, is U.S. Virgin Islands celebrates Emancipation Day. Myanmar is hosting Women's Day. And the start of the dog days, the dog days of summer, according to the Old Farmer's Almanac, but not according to established meaning in most European cultures. This has been Pip with DuctionCups.com, who now has the song Dog Days Are Over by Florence and the Machine live concert video. Florence and the Machine is an interesting band for sure. Uh, Pip says the YouTube link for the video is in the notes, so hit that blog post after and you'll be able to find that. But picture this, a redhead rocking out a harp, dancing in the rain, and the crowd digging it. Check out Florence and the Machine. Happy Monday, humans. Don't let the bastards grind you down. Thank you, Pip. Thank you, Pip, for that for sure. <sighs> Let's get back in these comments and see where it is. Backwoods Butcher says, um, it's been, hasn't it been 
all downhill. Hasn't it all been downhill? I think I meant just because it's halfway over. Um, Pip says, I didn't know you were Jewish. <laughs> Pip? Oh, he's Jewish. <laughs> Backwoods says, uh, this coffee is not bad. No GSD, but way better than Folgers. Uh, is it like a local roast or something? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, uh, I've never heard of Black Stag. So, sounds like a, a whiskey. Um, <coughs> uh, Pippin I says, are we listening to more David Bowie or The Doors? I think you can intermix those. They're the same era, so you can go back and forth. We got some dumbass comments from uh, Renegade Butcher. Not dumbass comments, but dumbass as a comment. Uh likely uh, due to red being mentioned um why would i figure that backwoods butcher liked the show the ranch on uh, netflix and let me see <laughs> all right all right well let's talk about the weekend weekend let me grab my notes here uh let me start out with uh friday friday i took off after the show a huge weekend huge weekend full of things to do uh headed down i needed to do laundry i needed to hit some shops up down in uh in the big town hit walmart and the such and so i headed down i headed down there i um needed to finish some more prep on my membership blog post for um, the Headstone membership, Cemetery Explorers Club. And it was going to be the the conclusion of the story of... Um... <laughs> it's going to be the conclusion of the story of meeting um, the young lady's mom there in Lindale, Texas. And so my plans were to take a bunch of notes on my phone, as I sat and did laundry and waited and um, then get home and type it up. And it would have been pretty slick and easy, except you guys ever, you ever been flowing along in your schedule day to day, every day, everything's going great. And then you get one text message that just sends your shit sideways. Um, and just bothers you for days. Yeah. My weekend got sent into a spiral. I uh, did not complete my membership post, got behind on doing things and been struggling the whole weekend to catch up. So I still need to do that. I still need to put out my weekly uh, email for the Lost Project. But shit went sideways uh, while I was um, while I was doing laundry. So that was awesome. That was awesome. I uh, I sat there for a while. I, I It was me and the, the elderly... Um, elderly woman day at the at the uh, laundry mat so i sat around talking to all the old ladies there and after one of them got done she proceeded to go out to her door out to her car come back in with a bible and a pamphlet and uh, try to proposition me into um into reading and getting some religion because i don't know if she felt that i needed it or she just felt that i was the the best target in the in the laundry mat but after i politely declined and giggled a little bit uh she she moved on to someone else and i think she was able to get rid of her bible to them anyway finished that up came home and um and kind of commiserated with Corey a little bit and talked some things over and spent the rest of the evening kind of trying to get my shit back together and um so yeah, so that put me behind the eight ball because we got a hard deadline to leave. I had a lot of things planned out and they were really stacked in there. Like they had to be done um, back to back to back to back to back to get everything done starting Friday through yesterday. And it just, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it just is what it is. So whatever. Uh, Corey, uh, hello, Corey from uh, Backwoods Butcher during the tea making there. Um, and so, yeah, so we moved into Saturday. Um, we, <laughs> it's been, um, super busy this weekend. Super, super busy, like just solid stuff. 
it's been super hot, which has made it a challenge. So we're either freezing our asses off in, in the trailer um, because the air conditioning is working very well. Uh, the humidity kind of broke a little bit outside. It is just fucking hot. Uh, but the air is, is working well. It's keeping up. Even if the temperature in here isn't what you would think would be comfortable, all you have to do is walk outside for like 30 seconds and come back in and you realize how cool it is compared to outside. But I still had outside work to do. We needed to get going on the bearings, um, the wheel bearings. I needed to grease them. So which that means I need to jack up the jack up the trailer, take the tire off because of the way it's set up. Thank God when I checked a while ago, I had the easy grease bearings, which uh, if you don't know, it basically it's got a, a grease zerk on the outside of the bearing and you put a grease gun on it and you pump it and you pump it full of grease and it pushes all the old grease out, repacks the bearings and um, you don't have to take them apart, remove the seal, put the new bearings in, repack them by hand, none of that. Basically, it pressure forces the, <laughs> the, the, the grease back through and pushes all the old grease out, so... There was that. Um, I had picked up all the supplies to do that a while back. And so yesterday, when it was like 95 degrees and it was pretty humid still, uh, we had to shut the camper down, turn the air off, put the dogs in the truck uh, with Corey in the air uh, because dogs can't be in that heat for more than a little bit. Uh, you know, I bust balls on them a little bit when it's 80 and they get all huffy. Really, yesterday, they shouldn't have been in the heat. And, of course, we were doing it about midday where there was no shade or anything. So, you know, we got them in. We got the camper shut up. I got the first one jacked up. I got the wheel off. Um, went through the motions of doing it. I had never actually performed this procedure on this trailer. Uh, so I wasn't exactly sure how it was going to go. I did the first one. Walked my way through it smooth, uh, made sure I didn't break anything, made sure I saw how everything uh, went together and this and that. And uh, it went really smooth. I went over and told Corey, it was like, I don't know, like 20 minutes for the first one. Um, put that tire back on, went to the other tire. And I'm watching how much grease I'm using. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm using like two tubes of grease per bearing. And I only bought six or seven tubes of grease. I don't think I'm going to have enough. And so I kept working on the second one and I got that done with that one. And I looked and I had uh, pretty much like a half to three quarters of tube left in the gun. I only had one left, two left, two left. Um, and I had two tires left. I just, I, I didn't think I was going to have enough. I didn't want to put the trailer up on that side, get one done and have to come back and do everything again. So that job got done. It's half done. It's it's half done. I have to go today uh, after run down and get more grease. And then tonight after work, tomorrow after work, when Corey's done, we need to shut the trailer up and do the other two. But hopefully it will only take um, like an hour combined. Uh, now that I know exactly how everything comes apart and goes back together and exactly or approximately how many squeezes on that, that grease gun um it takes to fill that bearing should be going good should go good uh another thing i have to cross off the list too is i got to get the oil changed in my generator that should take all of 20 minutes but i'm trying to film it um for another youtube video pretty much basically dump the oil out and pour the new oil in it uh it is probably going to be uh, a million view video just the way shit goes is the videos I'm like, this is so silly. Why am I making this video? Always seem to do the best. So, all right. Well, I got to say that at, at some point I probably Googled how to change the oil in a generator and felt really stupid doing it. But at some point I, I did look it up, making sure there wasn't any weird special thing you had to do or this or that. And no, basically dump it out and dump it back in. Really easy with a suitcase generator um, that is very easy to put up on a table and just tip over and pour the oil out. I don't know. Do you guys know how to change the oil in a generator? Pip says, uh, how to change a car fuse probably has a few views. Yeah, and that's the thing. 
And that that's a tip that I put in Tim's Toolman Tim's group over on Telegram uh, for a few episodes. He was talking about content creator tips a couple weeks in a row. And I didn't have a chance to listen to all the um, I didn't know if he if I had I didn't have a chance to listen to both episodes. So I didn't know if he had, he had mentioned this, uh, but I've talked to him about it uh, a few times. Our highest viewed video on YouTube is a something I made a video because I could not find the answer. I eventually found the answer because that's how I made the video. But I search and search and search and search and search Google, YouTube, every place for the answer on how to fix something. And I found it. It was like the answer, the solution was buried in some Reddit, uh, Reddit thread. And it was like, 15 comments down like that's how far into this research i was was i was reading page after page after page of reddit comments hopefully finding a fix because everything i had found i had tried it didn't work so finally i found this tip and i tried it and it worked instantly and i was like okay i just spent like two weeks trying to find the answer on how to fix this um how to fix how to fix my earbuds. They're $180 earbuds. And I figured out finally after two weeks of looking into it, how to do it. And I was like, okay, I didn't come up with fix, but I saw it. And it, if it took me that long, if it took me that long to find it, people are looking. And as I did the video and it started accumulating views and, and uh, comments, people were going to throw them out. People were going to throw out $100 80, or $180 earbuds because the warranty was out and they were losing volume. And this little tip has fixed it. Um, it's got over 50,000 views. It's about a year, uh, about a little over a year old. I think 450 days, something like that. Last time I checked, it's got over 50,000 views. It's got 600 and some comments. Uh, at, at some point, I started telling people, hey, if I saved you some money, maybe throw me five bucks in a, in a super thanks. And on a $180 pair of headphones that they don't have to buy again, every once in a while, I get one. But the connection there was I searched through this. That means it's not out there. If you search for something and you have a hard time finding it, make a video about it. Just a tip. Just a tip. Um, yeah, Renegade Butcher says all the butchery content you want to roll out, how to cook a steak or sharpen knives will have 10 times the views of the stuff nobody knows. Correct. Um, Kyle said he's doing a knife maintenance video today. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good one. All, all the answer questions. Like if you can go back and when you're starting, so you guys are in a, in a unique position where you've been doing this your whole life. I would kind of just roll back through to when you were a novice and wanted to get started and go, what questions did I ask? What questions did I look up? And there's your content. I don't know. Uh, just a thought off the cuff here. Anyway, we're at uh, 43 after. Let's uh, let's talk about the shed. Let's talk about the Little Red Shed. The Little Red Shed is a bar um, relatively close to uh, where I'm staying. And uh, across the street, we've talked about their neighbors across the street. And when we first moved here, how taken aback I was about uh, all the Halloween decorations in these people's yard. And as I started reading the signs that are in their yard, uh, they obviously, um, I'm, ah, uh, they obviously don't like alcohol. They don't like a bar across the street. They don't like whatever. Uh, I've been kind of dabbling at trying to figure out what's going on. I think there was an update last week that I found out that the people that own the gas station, the Indian ish, Indian ish, I think Corey has also come to the conclusion that they're likely Indian. Um, I don't want to miss, uh, mislabel someone's country, uh, but that general vicinity, uh, they found out that they owned it and started to get a little bit of the story started to get a little bit of the story of, um, of what's going on with the neighbors. Didn't get really into it cause we weren't there. And it's a, uh, it's a little bit of a situation where sister brother, uh, sister owns the property, brother's running the business. They have everything kind of locked down and, um, Kyle's wondering dot or feather dot dot. Um, and so, uh, 
yeah, I didn't get a whole lot of story. I shared kind of what I knew last week. And so Saturday night, the place is open Thursday through Sunday, 4 to 11. Um, and so we decided on Saturday, we had to run out to Toolman Tim's property, take a look around because we're going to be gone for a month and we just kind of keeping tabs on it and we're not going to be able to go out there for four weeks. Uh, so just getting eyes and seeing how things are changing in those time periods. Wanted to check on the comfrey, saw one little leaf. It's a struggle, man. It's a struggle planting that out there, but we wanted to run out there. It was so hot. Things got kind of late, and so we needed to grab a bite to eat, and this place is super close. Like I said, we could probably walk there. We probably could walk there. I don't know if I will at this point after what I've discovered. So we went over to the Little Red Shed. Um, it looks like basically a Little Red Shed. I thought, base, I thought, I imagine when you walked in there, it would be like a um, maybe 15 by 20 room with a bar in it and a deep fryer in the corner is what I was expecting. Uh, when you walk in, there's a lot of room. There's tables. There's a little uh, a bar top that probably holds, what would you say, like a half dozen people, two, maybe eight. It might be eight stools. Um, <coughs> tables, they have a back room, uh, they have a patio out back, they have a big old jukebox. Um, so, you know, it was a decent bar. It's nicely done inside. It's like finished, uh, finished very nicely. It looks like it was probably gutted and redone. The owner's super nice. I've, I thought he was super nice. And his sister, I've met them at the gas station. I've always gotten along with them. So we walked in, there was a, a bartender. Uh, working and it appeared the owner was cooking cool cool let's sit down let's hear this shit um were we the only ones that, oh there was a table and all those people came in after us so when we got there there was somebody eating at a table three people there was nobody at the bar top we sat at the bar top we we're gonna get um get some something to eat something to drink very limited selection of beer and liquor, but uh, I think for the traffic through, you got to kind of just go with what you can get in the cooler. And uh, it's not, I don't think it's a very high volume restaurant uh, and bar. It should be. It should be with the story they got to tell. Uh, so I asked, Corey asked, we both asked. We said, so what's the deal? It was definitely a topic of conversation. Every customer that came in, uh, both the regulars and the newbies, walk in and are like, well, what what, what the hell is going on across the street? Uh, I think somebody walked in and said, hello, my fellow alcohol whores. Um, so it is definitely uh, well known by the patrons. And I think in uh, maybe a little antagonized at this point by the patrons. Well, come to find out, it's been going on for about a year. Uh, in different several different stages uh, it, it turns out from what I can tell from what I can tell we couldn't get hard dates no one wanted to give us dates we were guessing it's been about a year uh, from the sounds of it the gentleman started putting in the um, <laughs> Pippin says hello my fellow coffee whores <laughs> So I guess it started, the house was listed for sale and these folks that moved in, these lovely folks that, uh, that put all the signage in their front yard are from West Virginia. Uh, it appears, it sounds as I can find out that they bought the house uh, without ever coming to see the house or doing too much research into it. Uh, I believe the, I believe the, um, the pictures they saw or aerial photos that were old the building that is there used to be an antique shop i think that they thought they were buying a house across the street from an antique shop but it seems that either relatively close before they purchased it right as they were purchasing it or shortly after uh they put a bar in across the street doesn't sound like they're too keen on alcohol uh or the disturbance or anything like that uh, and it sounds like it's been a feud from day one. I saw pictures of uh, the quote unquote woman uh, that lives there walking her. What was that? A Rottweiler? 
it was some sort of protection dog. It was a rot or a uh, shepherd. Like it was, um, I was more interested in the huge gun she had in her hands while she was patrolling the edge of the property, uh, looking at the parking lot of the bar across the street. Uh, I was more interested in the fact that the owner told me that people have uh, witnessed her drawing down and scoping out people getting out of their cars, walking in from their front porch with her AR-15. Um, there used to be fences. There are no longer fences. This uh, collaboration of signs and things happens to pop up after different instances. Um, and the bar owner, you know, I talked to him and I'm like, hey, so are you using this shit? Are you like advertising this? He's like, no, I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be considerate. Uh, it, it appears they could be open till midnight every day. They choose to close at 11 to be considerate neighbors. Uh, they can have live music. They choose to have only solo performers or maybe a, a, a guitarist and drum. Like, so they don't crank up the music. They put the jukebox in the far back room of the bar so it's not close to the front. Uh, they patrol the front parking lot to make sure the noise isn't too loud so that they can't hear it inside their house. Um, he's extended olive branches across the street and there is no, there is no reciprocation. Now, I have to caveat that this is from one side of the story. I don't know what their side is. I can only assume what their side is, but it sounds like they don't want to talk to anybody. And when they do, because the news has done an article on this whole feud that I have not yet to look up, but I will eventually. Don't worry, guys. I will bring you the news. Um, <laughs> all the news that's been reported. <laughs> um, but he's in a sticky spot because his customers aren't under his control. And then it appears that the biker community in Tennessee is pretty strong. Um, I've noticed that since we've been here, uh, most, well, most of the, most of the places we end up going and eating and enjoying, uh, usually end up having bikers roll in weird, weird. Um, so the bikers have taken kind to this. It's right on one of the major, uh, major, <laughs> it's right on one of the nice routes for riding, uh, for sure. And it's a stop on one of a lot of their poker runs. And so they see the signs. And when you poke the bear like that, you can have some interesting things happen. Uh, it appears that um, there's been plenty of nights that the bikers have gotten a little tuned up. And that uh, at 11 o'clock at night, they decide to do burnouts back and forth in front of this lady's house. Um, there's plenty of mooning and pissing in the front because they know she's watching with her binoculars. Uh, and all sorts of fun stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting dynamic. And I don't know, I don't know how it's going to play out. I'm very interested in possibly talking to the owner and, and maybe doing some consulting for him on, um, on how to play this to his advantage. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't know. I I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll end up back there. Like I said, the food was good. Uh, we had a fuck the neighbors drink, not my drink by any means, but it was a, uh, a nice mix of, um, some, I think it was passion fruit, vodka, peach schnapps and juices. And, you know, it was, a definitely a foo-foo drink, but, um, you know, with five people at the bar and you get talking about the neighbors, everybody orders around to fuck your neighbors. Just happens. Just happens. So I think they do better with it as a shot, not a drink. Uh, I may suggest that the next time I'm in. <laughs> but um, yeah, I would be I wouldn't be opposed to working with this dude as a as on a consulting side. Uh, Corey and I, I told her, hey, you know, if ever if everything got bad, I could always go back to bartending. And she's, she basically looked at me and without saying these words said, it will never be that bad to have me start bartending again. But she did not, she did not rule out the idea of maybe possibly being a consultant in a role of uh, advertising and marketing. 
But I asked him why he doesn't have a big old sign out in front. One of those ones with the big arrows that you see out in front of restaurants and churches and stuff like that. And, um, and change the thing daily or weekly. I mean, you're going to get some, you're going to get some keen traffic from that. Like that, Josh, Josh comes up with a sign that can go out front, get a shot. Don't get shot. Simple. Come to the little red shed. Fuck the neighbors. Pip says traveling guest bartender. Yeah, Corey isn't Corey isn't uh, Corey isn't down with Brian working behind the bar anymore. I don't blame her. I I probably I probably would have to agree with her that that is a very very um, very not good idea. Yeah, I don't think that would work well. But I may I may talk to him about uh, getting him some advertising ideas and maybe uh, maybe we'll get free food out of the deal. Who knows? Oh, he does have a T-shirt. If all you folks would uh, be interested in a in a in a T-shirt, I could get you probably I could get you some and uh, and ship them out. They'll be twenty dollars plus shipping. Uh, that's what they cost is twenty dollars. But basically, on the front it says "shed" with a question mark, and I was like kind of confused by that. But they was explained to me that's that's kind of like how people talk around here. Like if you and I were hanging out somewhere and we wanted to go get a beer, I'd go shed, like ask you shed. And you knew you would know, um, like, uh, uh, hillbilly's wing shack is the other place we like to go. That has really good wings. Uh, you would say shack. Like, I'm guessing they have a t-shirt that says shack question mark. It's a local thing. But on the back, it says Little Red Shed. It's got the got the address and everything. And at the bottom, in the glow in the dark, it says, fuck the neighbors. And I think fuck is crossed out because he didn't want to be too politically incorrect. Something like that. I think customer made him for him. Haven't picked one up yet. I'm sure I will grab one before we leave the area for good. Uh, for sure. But if anybody is interested in getting a, uh, in a Little Red Shed, a Little Red Shed... Um, <laughs> uh little red shed t-shirt let me know and i will be sure to uh to get you one i'm sure he will appreciate it i can't remember his name uh oni omi omi like you owe me <laughs> i think it was tough it was tough between the southern accent bartender and the and the indian name it was tough. It was tough to catch exactly what it was. But uh, anyway, that's kind of the story of the Little Red Shed. Um, I'm sure there will be more to come. There will definitely be more to come. Uh, Pip says uh, Orlando had Shaq and Tennessee has the Shaq. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Wireless trackball mouse. Corey and I both love them. Uh, you will too, especially if you don't have St. Bernard's to get their hair in the little trackballs. That's my only complaint with the thing. I had to take that out and clean it out, but it's not that big a deal. It's not that big a deal. It's super easy to do. Batteries last a long time. It's a very ergonomically comfortable mouse, and I enjoy it. If it shit the bed, I would definitely buy another one. Link for a video review, link for the blog post, link for the Amazon uh, the Amazon link is in the video description, audio description. I appreciate you checking that out. If you don't need a new mouse, but you're going to be picking stuff up on Amazon today, be sure you click that link and head on over there, get in our tracking, and we'll get a little kickback for everything you buy. And it helps support us in every little way it does help. Uh, lots to talk about. This month is all pre-records. All pre-records starting tonight and uh, up until July 31st. The last day of July, I will be getting going live by myself or possibly, probably with Corey. I imagine she will agree to go on the show with me that night. And we will recap our trip, what we did, highlights, lowlights, um, and things like that. You know, we'll be doing the show every morning, um, every morning on the trip on normal schedule, but all the interviews are going to be pre-recorded this month, and we'll catch up with you at the end. Tonight, Spencer Carpenter of Outlier Audio, Outlier Audio, uh, great conversation on podcast guesting. Why, if you have a small business or a product or anything that needs attention, you want to be a podcast guest, uh, how to do it, and uh, how he got into the business and how he got into the business of uh, 
doing this for people, getting them booked on podcasts. So great interview. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed talking to Spencer. Probably going to work with him a little bit more into the future. Uh, great guy. So check that out for sure. Check it out. Lots to talk about tonight, 6 p.m. It will be a replay, but feel free to drop your comments. And if you have any major questions for Spencer, uh, you can drop them in the comments. I will circle back and check them out and get them over to him. Or you can always email me at info at thelotsproject.com or hit me in the Telegram group. Find me anywhere and uh, drop me a question. I can shoot it over to him. He said he'd be happy to answer questions after the fact. All right, guys, it's Monday. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com or on Noster, Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 Value for Value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys, and we will catch up with you on Tuesday. I can see the light I can feel the sun